When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right. What is up, Faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And what we're going to do today is basically going to be almost uh, the complimentary episode that we just did yesterday. And that's going to be breaking down the defensive report card through two weeks. We're going to be focusing most importantly on week two, um, the defensive grades, best players, worst players, coverage grades, pressure grades, um, missed tackles, all those different types of things. So that's what we've got today. Um, also, we're going to be showing some film clips from the game itself, from our Patreon breakdown, and we've got clips from a lot of players and Kyle Shanahan himself on um, just all the new updates because, good Lord, we're in murderer's row time of injuries and updates and timelines and who's coming back when and who's playing this week, all those different things, and it's just an absolute catastrophe, but that's okay because the goal of today is to inform everybody and help us to have a place to talk about these things and get that stuff out there. So shout out to the Countdown crew, which I see are out in full force. Absolutely love it. And if you're not a part of the Countdown crew, what are you doing? We give away free stuff every month. All you have to do, hit that notification bell. Join us uh, when we go live like we are right now. Uh, you can join us. All questions will be answered. Uh, just hit at John Chapman before you type that in so that we can see what you got. And then we'll go through that. Um at the end of the episode, we'll get to our questions and answers. I, I know a lot of podcasts that I listen to, they kind of attribute an entire episode to the mailbag. Uh, we call it the question satchel here because we're just different. But um, the whole idea is, I, man, you could ask, if you would have asked a question on Monday, that question's irrelevant by the time here we are Wednesday. So it, 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 we want to get everything to you quick. And going live is a huge kick in the shorts. I don't know if you guys know this, but that's okay. But it's so worth it because it's real time. Um, we're dealing with all the information that we have readily available right now. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast the next day, so say Thursday on your way to work or whatever, that's okay. Uh, we're just trying to get you your information ASAP. That's the whole idea here. 
And so just earlier today, Kyle Shanahan had his press conference. They're still in West Virginia. And here was his question, uh, not really question, but, uh, you know, he starts every podcast or every interview off the exact same way. He lists the injuries. And so here you go. Buckle up. Here's uh, Kyle Shanahan listing all the injuries. This knee sprain, Ford won't practice back. Garoppolo won't practice ankle. Uh, Moster won't practice knee. Um, Kittle's expected to be limited. Um, Greenlaw's expected to be limited. And I think that's all I got. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. <laughs> and so, I mean, just boom, 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 boom. Starter, 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 starter. And you just keep going through that. Now, let, let's kind of focus. Uh, he gave us a lot of stuff to work with there. Let, let's kind of focus on a couple things. Number one, George Kittle's back. Okay, he got a limited practice in today, which is gigantic. If you if you just consider the fact one, he's already made the flight to West Virginia. Uh, he stayed home for week two. He wasn't even out there, so he flew out there probably yesterday, Tuesday. Got the medical checkup to be good to go, and he got a limited practice in. If you jump back to what Kyle Shanahan before what what he said before week two. He said, you know, Kittle's one of the guys, he doesn't even have to have a full practice or a limited practice to suit up. Um, so the fact that he got a limited work in today, that bodes well, uh, depending on where you sit on this perspective. But it does seem like, you know, if I'm a betting man, which I am, um, I would be willing to bet that George Kittle is, in fact, going to play, barring any setbacks on that knee. Uh, because, I mean, if he's practicing Wednesday, game's not till Sunday, he's going to be out there, even if it's just um as a decoy whatever else so george kittle's gonna play now let's talk about the next important position jimmy garoppolo did not practice today it does seem like everything is pointing to nick mullins it's your show uh nick mullins versus daniel jones the week three matchup that everybody is clamoring about um and you know the question was asked this you know i i think Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty close to playing week three. I don't think he's going to. I do believe he will be playing week four. Uh, Typically, a high ankle sprain is four to six weeks, but they said, you know, it's not really a technically bad high ankle sprain. Um, You know, how you measure that, whatever else. It's much more of a pain tolerance and a swelling issue. Uh, The fact that if you have a high ankle sprain, you're done. And Jimmy was able to limp around, um, you know, for that whole half and put up, again, amazing game. But I do think that he's going to be okay long-term. I do think he's going to miss this week, but I think he'll be out there for week four against the Eagles. Now, the question was asked this, you know, what is your confidence level in Nick Mullins, who's played a lot? So here's Kyle Shanahan talking about his number two quarterback, BDN. Surprised if Jimmy gets back later in the week. I know he's still pulling to do it. Um, But, uh, yeah, Nick's ready to go. And um, if something happens to Nick, CJ will be ready to go. Nick's got a lot of playing time with us um, in 2018. uh, Prepared him for moments like this. Always does a good job in practice. And um, excited to see him get his opportunity. Yeah, and all the Jimmy G haters clamoring for Nick Mullins for over a year now. Um, Here you go. You're going to get your chance. Now, if we step back, let's assess who Nick Mullins is, his numbers. He's got eight career starts with the 49ers. He's three and five during that time. He has a 13 touchdown to 11 interception ratio um, as a quarterback over his career, all with the 49ers as well. Undrafted free agent out of Southern Mississippi. Um, Yeah, uh, the numbers aren't great, especially whenever you hold those in line. This exact same roster that Jimmy Garoppolo came and took over and went 5-0 and to close out the season. Um, and so 
Nick Mullins is a backup quarterback. Is he a good one? Yes, I do think he is. Uh, the fact that he had all last year to chill and just, you know, learn and calm down and all those things, I'm excited. Uh, I think the 49ers can win this game with Nick Mullins. I really do. I don't think the Giants are very good at all. They've lost their best player. Saquon Barkley also tore his ACL. He's out for the year. So it, they have other injuries as well. It, it's, it's it's going to be, you know, you look through the Vegas over-unders for every game in week three for the NFL. It's the lowest projected score total out there. <laughs> 41 points. So they're expecting, you know, a 21-17 game. Uh, that's kind of what they're expecting. That, that's it. And that's with the four-point spread that they've got going for it too. So lowest by over a field goal. So they're not expecting a lot of offensive fire, firepower, and I don't really blame them. Now, if you look at a couple more entries we got to talk about before we get to the defensive grades, DJ Jones, which... You know, we didn't hear anything about DJ Jones right Sunday after the game. Everything we thought was fine. Well, his ankle started acting up. Turns out he's just fine. Uh, he's probably he's on track to play currently. Um, but Tevin Coleman, this is a bad one. Um, both Raheem Moster and Tevin Coleman uh, are dealing with knee issues, not ACL. But to quote Kyle Shanahan, he said, "quote." He, referring to Tevin, is much worse than Raheem. They think they're going to put Tevin on IR. They're probably waiting um, till Thursday, Friday to do that. That seems to be what they want to do. They want to get as much information as possible, then put him on IR. You don't want to preload it because if there's a chance he can be back in three weeks, you might not want to do that. But if you do put him on IR, that's going to free up a roster spot where you can promote Jamichael Hasty. Um, so here's kind of what the running back makeup looks like for week three now it's going to change week by week i don't think Mostert's playing especially his daughter could be born today any moment now um in cleveland but i don't think Mostert's going to play because of his knee let alone his family issue uh both of those are reasons alone to not play but Mostert's going to be out this week tevin 100 is out this week and that leaves man what year is it jarek mckinnon rb1 <laughs> you got to go back two years before we could say that if you know one of some of the most flack that this front office has gotten is because of how much they paid um uh, you know to to bring in Jarek mckinnon and he didn't take a snap for two years that acl injury just got really really bad and then it hit again and then it hit again um, so finally, Jarek McKinney only had three carries last week for 77 yards. He is going to get the start. So here we go. Let's hear just some talk on Jarek McKinnon. Jet himself, I'm so excited about this. One of the candidates for comeback player of the year. Here's it on Jarek McKinnon. Confident Jet. Um, he, he, I mean, he's done a great job in all the reps that he's gotten in these two weeks. Um, every time he's gotten opportunities came through for us. Um, obviously, with those two guys being out, he should get more opportunities this week, and he deserves it. Um, I know he's excited for it, and we're excited to see him. Yeah, and so he's been great. He's been absolutely as advertised. Uh, just two years delayed, that's all. The package just got lost in the mail. Well, it finally arrived. We got our jet package, and it's looking good. Now, the running back rotation, I know we're going to focus most on defense, but I think it's important. Jarek McKinnon's going to be the number one. He'll get the start. Then Jeff Wilson will alternate series. And then you're going to call up Jamichael Hasty. It's Hasty time, baby, um, which I love Hasty. I'm the president of the fan club. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Love me some Jamichael Hasty. And what is it that Hasty brings? Well, guess what? Who are you going to ask 
But the captain of your defense and middle linebacker who has to go against this guy every single day in practice, Fred Warner, tell us about Jamichael Hasty. See, he was uh, he was low, he was one of the guys that everybody was kind of talking about during training camp just because he had uh, he's got that twitch to him. You know, his, his cuts are are, are uh, very decisive when he's running the football. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to pass block and do those those little things that go unnoticed. So, I mean, I'm excited to watch him. I think he's gonna he's gonna do a great job if he gets in there. Um, you know, and it's all gonna uh, it's all gonna work out as long as he has a great week of practice. Yeah, and so. He's got to be the third option, and, you know, Jeff Wilson doesn't really fit the scheme very well. He's just a hell of a football player. All Jeff Wilson does is score touchdowns and third downs. But, you know, you're looking at this pecking order. It's going to be Jet and Jeff Wilson back and forth. But I hate to tell you this, uh, Jamichael Hastie's going to be the best receiving back not named Jet when everybody's healthy. So uh, they've already protected him this week on the practice squad. Each team gets to protect two players, but you can only protect them twice. Okay, so this is number one. Now we'll have to see what happens. What, what are the chances? Let's say Jamichael Hasey goes out there and makes two big plays. Now you've got some decision time because what you could do is you could put Tevin on IR, keep Jamichael Hasey on your roster. Nobody can claim him. Uh, but you're going to have to kind of chess piece this one and figure some stuff out because... Um, you know, I, I don't think he's got to get, you know, workhorse, whatever, but he's got to get 15 snaps. That's just what the number three running back gets. Um, and so we're going to get to see what he does. Hopefully he comes out and responds well. Uh, defensively, Ziggy Onso was signed and they promoted Dion Jordan. Uh, just like we said they would yesterday. We said this is exactly what's going to happen. And so we have a real quick clip talking about what it is that Ziggy and Dion bring to this team. Uh, it's not really the people that you wanted, <laughs> but it's the people you got. So here we go. Ziggy and Dion. Yeah, I mean, Z Ziggy's had a, a hell of a career. Um, you know, he did a great job in Detroit. Um, had to play against him a number of times. He's a guy I've always hated playing against. Um, had a little bit of a setback the last couple of years with some injuries, and um, we think we're getting him in here, and we know he's hungry. Um, we love the guy. It's great um, that our Chris Eric has worked with him and knows him well, and they got a good relationship. And we've been trying to get him here for a while, and we're glad it finally worked out. And, and Dion, um, everyone knows how he started out his career, all the setbacks he had, but uh, we tried to get him here a few years ago, and we ended up losing him. Seattle got him. Um, when he played for them, he was a tough guy to go against and had a very good year there. And then when he came and helped out Oakland, too, we thought he did a good job. So we were pumped to get him in camp this year. He battled through camp. It was his first camp since 2013. He was able to grind through it, stay healthy, and uh, he just kept working. And he stayed with us on the practice squad. And we knew it was a matter of time when he was going to get an opportunity. I didn't know it would come this fast, but um, we ex we've been expecting him to come up and help us out this year. And uh, now it's week three, and it's his time. Yeah, you, you love to hear it. And the history between these players in the system are huge because, you know, our D-line coach, who might be one of the best in the NFL, Kucerik, he's got history with both of them. And coaching against them, you kind of see they fit this scheme. A lot of people keep bringing up Matthews. One, I don't want him on our team. But two, he's a 3-4 guy. All of his success has come in the 3-4, and he's much more of an outside backer um, in a 4-3 setting than he is a defensive end. Yeah, he can blitz, and so if you just want to bring him in on passing downs and you want to adjust it to a wide nine, whatever else, but he doesn't fit. And he has zero history with our coaching staff. Um, this is Kyle Shanahan loyalty project, baby. <laughs> if, if he doesn't have a relationship with you, that it's not going to work. It's like seven steps to Kevin Bacon or whatever. Um, if if he doesn't have history with you, 
Sorry, uh, he doesn't know you. It's just the way it goes. So, and the defensive end rotation, guys, these guys aren't the answer to the problem. They're both backups. <laughs> Our starters are going to be Eric Armstead and Kerry Hyder, who's the greatest football player in the history of mankind. I love Kerry Hyder. Um, and then the backups are going to be Dion and Ziggy. Uh, Contavious Street, he'll be another guy that can play on the edge. He played interior. He played awful. He had the worst recorded grade. And so I think that's probably time. Let's go ahead and head over um, to our defensive film. Here we go. All right. Look at that. Look at that shifty little transi transition. Look at that. Um, so um, we're going to be showing some of the film breakdown from patreon again if you haven't joined us on patreon what the hell are you doing uh did an hour and 10 minute breakdown just on the defense this morning um you can go visit all of that patreon.com 49ers rush that's there for you and so at what we're going to do now is we're just going to talk through some of the defensive grades some of the things that we saw that were beneficial, uh, some of the improvements that were made it's the good and the bad we're, we're going to kind of deal with all of it so as we talk about grades, let's start at the very, very top. Okay, uh, Eric Armstead coming off one of his best games as a pro. He scored with an 88. Again, 90 is elite. 90 is all pro. 90 is elite. He, he scored an 88. He got 46 of the 65 snaps on defense. Okay, uh, now the defensive snaps are the snap count's going to be off a little bit because they got backups in there for about 8 to 10 snaps. Um, but he was out there a lot. He played, you know, outside wide nine. He played a five over the tackle. He played a four. He played in the three technique. He played everywhere and was absolutely incredible. Five total pressures, one sack, two quarterback hits, two hurries. Uh, he was awesome. He did have one missed tackle, which could have been a sack where Sam Darnold actually ran for a first down against us. But Eric Armstead played incredible lights out. If I want to put anybody else in that category of MP, MVP defensive type play, K1 freaking Williams. And my favorite thing about K1, as you go through this film, there were several times whenever it was like, you know, a big package and it's like second and five or whatever. K1 Williams was playing down there with the big boys, the big boys. You know, throwing his weight around inside the tackles. And it's funny because you'll have a fullback or a tight end or a tackle get their hands on K1. And he'll fly, but he's flying in the air, <laughs> Superman style, into the ball carrier. That guy just is around the ball. He's just He's got the built-in magnet that just makes him be around the ball. Um, he played incredible. And we were in nickel. He got 39 snaps. Uh, Drake Greenlaw got 17, so we were not in base very often, despite the fact that they were out there in two tight ends. Uh, we kept our nickel close to the box, and we kept our strong safety tart close to the box as well. Uh, but Kwan Williams played incredible. Um, he was targeted. This is great. Targeted five times in the passing game. He allowed three catches for only 14 yards. You mean to tell me you're going to give up three catches for 14 yards? That's like four and a half yards a pop. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. Um, he he played he played so well. Uh, really, really loved the way he played. Kevin Givens, who I think is going to start getting more snaps as well. Uh, you know, I think Ken Law. I saw this question in the chat. We'll get to all the questions afterwards. I think Ken Law is going to be starting moving forward. Okay, Solly's Saul, done. You move Kinlaw up it into the starting quality, whatever. And, and the snap counts, I think, say that as well. Javon Kinlaw got 43 snaps. 
Kevin Givens got 38. Now, Kivens played better than Kinlaw. Givens was the third highest rated player. Three pressures on 38 snaps. He played very, very well. He did have one missed tackle. But he's mean. Um, and it's kind of interesting because I get uh, Givens and DJ Jones mixed up in film all the time if you can't see their numbers. They have the exact same body type. Givens is a little bit more compact and a little bit smaller. But they play the same. They have that same very aggressive first step. And they always play uh, with their shoulders. They play with their shoulders very, very well. Uh, you can tell Kinlaw because Kinlaw extends all the way out. Uh, DJ Jones and Kevin Givens, they're going to make contact. They thrive on contact and getting into the body of the offensive lineman. Uh, Tarvarius Moore, even though he got 13 snaps, he graded with 75. That's fourth best. And Emmanuel Mosley. Mosley, Mosley, Mosley. Gets torched week one. Um, we all know the story. DeAndre Hopkins lights him up. Um, how do you solve that? You play the Jets. <laughs> you play the Jets. Emmanuel Mosley was targeted three times in the game. He gave up one catch for seven yards. That's one yard after the catch. Two pass breakups. When Sam Darnold was targeting number 41 E-man, he had a 42.4 NFL passer rating allowed. Great game. I, I don't know why uh, his grade's so low. You know, going back through the film, they were treating him like Richard Sherman. And why the hell throw it anywhere around this guy? He didn't give up any separation. Uh, they were targeting, uh, you know, Akella Witherspoon, Dante Johnson on the other side, probably rightfully so. Uh, Fred Warner also had an incredible game. Um, I, I just think, you know, you watch Fred Warner. Game in, game out. Play in, play out. Offensive series, he's just there. He's so consistent. He did have one missed tackle, um, but the dude just plays. Uh, he's a beast. And, you know, the question was asked uh, to Fred in his press conference this morning, um, how is the defense with all these injuries? Like, what's the mentality? And so I want to hear from Fred Warner real quick just on the captain of the defense, the play caller of the defense, um, where the defense currently is. Uh, yeah, obviously it's a huge loss to have, uh, you know, Nick and Solly go down, right? But, um, you know, I think a lot of talk outside of the building has been uh, a, a lot about what we've lost, but not a lot about the depth and the people we have here on this defense in this building. Um, and so I, I don't think a lot of has changed. Honestly, I think we're all very excited for this week uh, to be able to go against the Giants and, uh, you know, kind of go out and prove that, you know, that we're the defense that we say we are and that we that we show on tape. So, um, you know, we're like I said, we're excited. We got some new guys in the building. Uh, we're just going to grind. I love it. Just grind. You know, Kyle Shanahan said, I believe it was 146 games were missed due to injury last year. So 146. Now, did we lose Nick Bosa last year? No, we didn't. Uh, but we did lose Kittle for a few games. We we lost a lot of guys. We lost Joe Staley. We lost McGlinchey. We lost Juice. You can go on and on. This is a team that's been through adversity. And to hear Fred Warner say, "Oh, we just got to keep grinding." This is who. This is the NFL. It's a hundred percent injury league, guys and girls. Sorry, not trying to exclude anybody. But the idea is, how do you respond? What do you do? Do you just pout, roll up your sleeves? Hell no. You keep grinding. And a big reason why I feel so much more confident today than I did Sunday, that's big number freaking Kerry Hyder 
number 92 out there, who, guess what? Led all defensive players in snaps. He got 52 snaps. He was all over the place. Three pressures, two quarterback hits, one more quarterback hurry, nine tackles. The guy played defensive end. He played defensive tackle. He played nose guard. He hustled all over the place. Kerry freaking Hyder. Love this guy. And, you know, they were interviewing Trent Williams, Silverback, and they asked him, are you surprised by Kerry Hyder? This is what he had to say. It had an awesome training camp. I think you ask any coach around here, they'll tell you uh, he – he had a he had an outstanding training camp. He's a he's a polished pass rusher. I think a few couple years ago in Detroit, um, when he had uh, Coach Kosarek, he was one of the better pass rushers on the team. I think he led the team in sacks, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, Kerry can play at a high level. He has played at a high level. We dealt with some injuries, but you know, we have all the faith in the world, and I know he'll get the job done. Yeah, you loved it. You love to see it. And this is the guy that beat out Deion Jordan for that last spot on the roster. <laughs> now, Kerry Harder's a starter. He's going to fill in at that Nick Bosa spot. I don't think he's going to be the long-term starter for sure, but he's a high-energy, high-motor, always in the right place at the right time. And once Ronald Blair comes back, he'll step into that spot. Then Kerry Hyder will be the third rotation guy for both the right and the left side. And perhaps, who knows? Um could work into the defensive tag. He can play everywhere. He can just do it all. Now, let's look at the flip side, the bad news. Uh, the lowest-graded players on defense, Contavious Street, only nine snaps, 34.3. Yikes. Um, very, very bad. Jimmy Ward, who was excellent in the run game, but he got picked on just a little bit in the passing game. He was targeted five times, allowed five catches. Um, so that, that was kind of an issue, even though Jimmy Ward had a great third down stop to force a punt on a three and out. I don't think that Jimmy Ward played near as bad as they graded him. Uh, number 27. Oh, here we go. Um, he played eight snaps. Um, that's it. Had that huge penalty. Uh, I don't want to talk about him anymore. Greenlaw didn't play well, only 17 snaps, but he just really wasn't involved. He didn't have any tackles. He didn't have any missed tackles. Uh, nobody really threw it at him. He just wasn't impactful whatsoever. Um, Akella Witherspoon, Javon Kinlaw, they had similar grades. Kinlaw had two great pressures and was good in the run game, but he didn't really convert anything. He had two assisted tackles, and that's it. So Kinlaw, I, I wouldn't say he, he showed some flashes, but not near as much like he did in week one. So I don't know if how much of that is his snap count went up dramatically or kind of what, what that is. So we'll have to just kind of wait it's just a pending degree. Uh, Akella Witherspoon, listen to this, guys. Listen to Akella Witherspoon. Targeted six times, gave up five catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Um, uh, 158.3 passer rating allowed. Guess what? That is a perfect passer rating. <laughs> That's a perfect passer rating you allowed against the Jets. God, get out of here with that crap. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props, 
Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Now, good news is... Uh, I predicted Spoon was going to have a bounce-back game, and he was going to come up big. He did not. Um, he is, It's not there. And you watch the film in the All-22, and you see the space. He gives up play in and play out. It's just it's not it. It's not it, man. Uh, now, Jason Verrett, and this is, again, the state of the franchise of 2020. Next man up, Jason Verrett, uh, he's practicing today, Wednesday. He's going to start. If Jason Verrett's healthy, he's going to start. Um, now, if he's not, then I think he'll be the first one off the bench. I think you put just a short leash on Spoon, which we've seen this coaching staff do. Um, but, yeah, Ikello's, he's bad, man. He's bad. And that's all there is to it. Quan Alexander, much better game, only two missed tackles, uh, which for Quan is good. For anybody else, that'd be bad. Um, but he made a lot of positive plays there, but, again, finished uh, in the bottom six as far as grades go. Now, you know, focusing on targets and kind of people that they wanted to go after, uh, Quan Alexander targeted six times, allowed three catches for 21 yards. He rallied well in the passing game. And Akello. Um, yeah, and so it was Quan Alexander, Akello, and Jimmy Ward. Those are the guys they went after. And I, I think that that showed. I, I really, really do because they stayed away from Emmanuel Mosley. And they stayed away from our linebackers for the most. Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, they really stayed away. So those are the top graded and the bottom graded. And we're about to get to the defensive report card through two weeks, where the NFL ranks are defensively, the good and the bad. You got to balance it out, man. You, you can't just focus on the good. And I, I'm a positive person to a fault. I've been, I've been told that so many times. That's okay. Um, but you got to balance it out. You got to be honest. You got to talk about the good, got to talk about the bad, and you kind of measure that, and usually it's somewhere in between. Now, what I want to do now, uh, just a reminder, we're still looking for more reviews, five-star reviews on iTunes. Just Google 49ers Rush Podcast iTunes. You don't have to have an iPhone. You don't have to be on a Mac, and review the show. Um, all you do is click on the podcast, scroll all the way down. Uh, you'll click leave a review, five-star review, and tell us how you became part of the faithful. Okay, I love this. It's I, I think it's so revealing and telling why we have the best fan base. Because you get these stories. We always talk about the faithful, but what the hell does the faithful mean? 
Story today comes from Amon. I love this, man. Here we go. This is what he says. I became a 49ers fan in 1992. Watched Steve Young lead the 49ers to the NFC Championship against the Cowboys. Uh, though we lost, um, I'm a lifelong fan. My dad was a diehard Joe Montana fan. And this, again, this is what faithful means. I love this. My dad was a diehard Joe Montana fan. Um, and he's the one that got him interested in the 49ers. However, when Montana left San Francisco to go to Kansas City, his dad followed him. He became a Chiefs fan. Oh, that hurts. It hurts. But guess what? Amon stayed and watched the 49ers win it all in the 94-95. Um, he goes on to say, I love this podcast. It's always informative. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Um, what I appreciate most, John is a huge Niners fan, loves to talk Niners. Appreciate that very much. Thank you, Amon. But that's what faithful is. Your dad changes teams. Screw that. I stay with the 49ers. That's who we are. We are faithful then. We're faithful now. Faithful to the Bay. We don't leave the, the city because we don't get what we want. That's not who we are. Um, we stay. And so I just want to say thank you, Amon. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, going against the dad is never an easy thing, um, especially whenever it comes to sports. But that is awesome. Absolutely love it. All right, now let's jump to where the defense is currently. Okay, so the good. Here we go. Let's go over some NFL ranks. There's 32 teams, obviously. What are we good at? One, we're number one in the NFL in fourth down conversions, stopping them. Uh, 0 for 2. We've only had two fourth down attempts against us. They stopped them both times. So that's huge. Uh, we're third um, best in only allowing two passing touchdowns. We're fourth best in the NFL in passing yards, 397. So jump back to 2019. How did we get to the Super Bowl? Uh, we almost broke a record. I think the best you know, pass yards per attempt in a decade, that's already picked up. Sherman's been out 50% of the games. Didn't matter. Uh, it's still there. Sixth best in points allowed, only 37 over two games, so that's huge. Sixth best in yards allowed, 681. You know, it's a new <laughs> it's a new NFL. And, you know, the fact that 681 yards uh, puts you at sixth best, that's kind of crazy to me. Uh, six best in red zone, uh, 50%. We've only allowed two touchdowns on four drives in the red zone, so buckling down. Um, 49ers were bad at that last year. And the last good stat, we're 10th best in the NFL and only allowing two rush touchdowns. Now bad. All right, here we go. Negatives. We're 26th out of 32 in rush yards. We've given up a lot of rush yards. That's a lot of Kyler Murray. Uh, Frank Gore had a decent game, a lot of small chunks. 25th best rush attempts. People are running the ball against our defense. Um, we want to stop the run. We don't want long, sustained drives. And even the Jets had two very long drives. Got to get out of the habit of doing that. Got to get out of that habit. 25th in turnovers force, only one. And the only turnover that we have um, was off a tip pass. Dre Greenlaw tips it. Joukowsky Tart grabs it, right? Um that's got to change. You cannot average a half of a turnover per game. You know, we're one-on-one. -on -one. If you force a turnover, uh, another turnover in the Arizona game, you get a victory. Uh, but we didn't do that. And so I wanted to, you know, Tart had a pretty awesome press conference. One, I, I, I love Tart. I, I think he's great. I, and whenever he forces turnovers, 
I love him even more. He had two of the most impactful plays against the Jets where he just came up and manned up in the box. I freaking loved it. So what I want to do now is I just want to play a clip from Tart on all the injuries and his mindset. Here's Joukowsky. It was a good meet, you know, uh, we for, for us. I mean, injuries are a part of the game, and, you know, we had a lot of injuries last year too as well. So, I mean, for us, it's like it's always, you know, for us – we have we have guys who are ready to step in who actually are, are how we see everybody is a starter on the team so once one guy, guy go down uh the next guy has to be ready but of course you know it's hard to replace somebody like uh like uh Nick Bosa and Sally you know so i mean they're they're huge they're hu they're a huge part of the defense and uh, i think the guys will be ready to step up yeah, I, I think that's kind of what he said. Yeah, I, I'm with him 100% there. Step up. It's not woe is us. It's not woe is me. It's not, oh, man, but we have these injuries, so that's not fair. No, no, no. Next up, play. We have the deepest roster in the NFL. Now we get to prove it to everybody. The only thing I wish is that the injuries would spread out position-wise instead of losing all of our defensive ends, all of our running backs in the same week, all of our wide receivers at the same time. And that's kind of what hurts us. But again, step back and look at the rest of the NFL. It's not just us. Um, it's everybody. The shortened offseason is killing people with hamstrings and uh, soft tissue injuries. It's just what it is. All right, here we go, guys. Let's jump to our sponsors. We've got our bet for Thursday night. Here we go, baby. My bookie. <sighs> Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now... They have $100,000, you heard me, $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means... You put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that, and if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started, and if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All right, we are plus 54 on the season currently. Uh, if you're following the bet with us, and here we go. Here I'm betting tomorrow's game. Um, man, I, I I'm all in on Minshew Mania. I don't think that the Jags have a great team, but I do think they got the defensive rookie of the year um, currently through two weeks. That's C.J. Henderson, who is just playing lights out, shutting down some of the best wide receivers in the NFL through two weeks. Um, but I am taking so the Jags and the Dolphins play Thursday night. Um, I'm taking the money line of the Jags. So. Um, Basically, the Jags are favored by three. It's a minus three game, but I don't feel that comfortable because Minshew plays everybody close. It's just what it is. So I'm not giving any points. I want to take the money line, which means I'm betting the Jags will just win straight up. 
I don't want to lose three points because that scares me with how the Jags play over the Dolphins. Um, that's a minus 155, which means I'm betting 10. If the Jags win straight up, I win 16.45. So you bet, you risk 10 to win 6.45. I'm taking that bet Thursday night. I really enjoy betting Thursday night games just because it makes it more interesting. I, obviously, I, I mean, I'll watch any football. I don't care. I, I watch high school football. I watch college football. I'll watch anything. I don't matter. But whenever you just put a little bit on these games, it does make it more interesting. Um, and so that's what I've got my money on, which I'm pretty excited about. Now, let's... um. Let's get to some questions, man. Uh, love the chat, and man, appreciate the countdown crew. And real quick, just want to say this. Um, this is from I'm Nobody You Need to Know. I disagree. I do need to know who you are. Um, he says, FYI, I don't get notified for the countdown until it's too late. YouTube has updated their live settings uh, to where it's on a little bit of a delay now. So don't worry about that. If you get anything in in the first five minutes, it's going to count. So I'm going to give you that extra buffer. So I apologize. Yeah, YouTube just changed their settings last week. Uh, so now I know it's a bigger gap than it used to be. But that's okay. Uh, we're going to keep working through this. And I just appreciate you being a part of this, supporting and taking part in the chat. That's huge. The energy you guys give, the energy I give back. Uh, I tell my students that all the time as we're virtually learning. Like if you guys got nothing... I can I can get up here and perform, but teaching five and a half hours a day, man, it, it takes it out of you. And so I love the comments. I love the questions. Hit the like button, the subscribe button if you haven't already. We're here four times a week, <laughs> um, and we're not going anywhere. We're just getting started. So questions right here from Gino. Do you think Ken Long gets to start this week? Yeah, I do. Uh, Ken Long's going to get his first start this week. You know, going through um, – Giants film, which I've already kind of started. Um, I'm pretty excited about the matchup. Now, the run game, they have two of the best run blocking guards in the NFL, but they are susceptible to some pass issues. So we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, from JL, oh no, I can already see it. Is your favorite number 27 ever going to be off the Niners roster? Not anytime soon. He's going to have to wait for Richard Sherman to be back healthy, Jason Verrett to prove that he's healthy, then he can go back down. But uh, he's probably got another two weeks, unfortunately. Um, we'll just have to see what happens there. From Nick, should we be concerned more about the threat of the Giants passing game or running game? You know, I want to say passing game because I think that's where their talent lies uh, with Slayton. However, you know, listening to the defensive players press conference today, they all started with the same thing. Got to stop the run, got to stop the run, got to stop the run. And I know that... You know, we're going to talk a lot more about this on Friday or Saturday whenever we do our full scouting report uh, of the game. But just because Saquon Barkley's gone, they're a running team. Uh, they have a mobile quarterback, which 49ers have struggled with. Um, but they, everything is predicated upon the running game. They're going to run the football. It's Joe Judge. They're going to run the football. But it, you stop that. I think you're going to be able to do some damage against this offense. It's going to be a low-scoring affair. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. You're talking Daniel Jones versus without Saquon against Nick Mullins. It's going to be a messy game, guys, so get ready for that. Uh, from Nick, what is the best record we can hope for through the first eight games? Uh, theoretically speaking, you know, you're talking 8-1 uh, and one, uh, or 7-1 and one is what could happen. But, you know, you look at it just off the top of my head. Let, let, let's go through it. I, lo I love this question. Giants, very winnable. Philadelphia Eagles, very winnable. <laughs> and Miami Dolphins, super winnable. 
all right? Then it changes, okay? So what's going to happen if the 49ers get out of week five and we're four and one, which I think is a strong possibility? Well, then you've got the Rams, Patriots, Seahawks. So you got three easy games, then you got three super hard games, and the Rams are looking like one of the best teams in the NFL right now. Um, we'll have to see what happens with that. I mean, they beat the Cowboys and they beat the Eagles. You know, it's like playing a JV division. The NFC East is not really competitive, but you've got some tough games in there. So, you know, I could honestly see us, you know, being pretty close to that kind of five and three or four and four mark. And you've got to be okay with that, with what we've been through. We're not going to be at full swing until we get to week seven. Um, now that's against the Patriots. They're coming off a bye week, mind you, but that's when you get all those guys from the pup back. You get Ronald Blair back. You know, you get these Western Richburg back, you get these guys back. So I, I really think five and three is a realistic possibility four and four. Um, if you're one of the pessimists out there, which I know the Niners fan base has some, but, uh, I'd say five and three is, is successful. If you get to that point. Uh, anything above five and three, holy cow, you're, you're saying, all right, we got some stuff going there. Um, let's see here, Sergio, what are the chances Hasty will get a couple of carries? Oh, it's happening. Oh, it's going to happen. My guess is Hasty get five touches, three in the running game, two in the passing game. Whenever Hasty goes in, they're going to throw him routes. That's why you like him. Um, he, that's, that's why you, you brought him into the organization. He's great. Um, let's see here. Any chance we trade for an impact corner at some point this season or wait for the draft? I don't think we're going to. If we didn't do it week two, why would you do it now? Now you got Ferret back. Let's see how he's going to do. Then you get Sherman back in two weeks. I think you're okay at outside corner. Not great. Um, and again, here's the problem with trading early in the season. Every team convinced they're still in it, which we know is not true. But until you have teams that separate and start firing head coaches, eh, there's not really much you can do. Because, again, even the Jets, who are 0-2, you know, Adam Gase came out today, is like, well, if they just execute the plays, we'd be successful. He's the worst. He's the absolutely worst human being. Um, but the Jets still think they have a shot. So they, they don't know they're dead. <laughs> so until you get more teams that understand it's time to start building for 2021 moving forward, trades will not happen because you're having to pay a premium. Once they realize they can't make the playoffs, that's where you can start to get into uh, getting some deals possibly and things like that. But um, I don't know. I don't think we're going to target corner. We'll have to see how Sherman plays. Um, I think that's kind of kind of key there. Here we go. Another question. Are you worried about Verrett at all? He was horrible the one shot he got last year. That is correct. Um, now, Jason Verrett was getting snaps with the ones through training camp. They were rotating. Um, Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett, and Akella Witherspoon in that order. Um, they take different days in one of the, and Jason Verrett played really, really well. And so there was a possibility Verrett was going to be one of the starting corners going into week one. And then he had the hamstring flare up. So here's what you have to remember with Jason Verrett. He was an all pro player, all pro, not pro bowl, all pro. He has it injuries. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's got them all. But uh, we'll have to see what happens. I would feel so much more comfortable with Jason Verrett out there than Akella Witherspoon. Um, so I hope that he gets out there. Oh, what's up, Luis? I see him. Thanks for the 49ers Rush Podcast t-shirt. 
Yes, sir. Uh, he won uh, last week. He was the um, countdown crew. And so I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the support and letting us know that you got that. Um, that's awesome. Let's see here from JL. No on Deion Jordan. Your thoughts on that move? Don't mind the Ziggy move. Yeah, I think they had Ziggy ahead of Deion Jordan. The difference was Ziggy wouldn't sign for the minimum. Deion Jordan would. <laughs> so whenever you look at it, both have experience with um, Kucerik in our system, but I think that the Ziggy's going to pass him on the depth chart if he doesn't day one. Um, they'll probably go in together just so they don't cause any problems. Uh, they'll go out there with the number two defense. So the first two series, you'll see Kerry Hyder, you'll see Eric Armstead, and then once they shift down Eric Armstead to inside on third down, uh, they're probably bringing in Ziggy. Uh, that's just probably what's going to happen there. Um, just what it is. Who do you see the Niners trying to pick up since D broken four truck ain't working out? Yeah. It's bad. I think we just saw it. Um, and it was promoting Deion Jordan, and it was signing Ziggy Ansa. We'll have to see if something else happens there. But uh, I, I don't think there's anything really else out there. Uh, that, that's just where I'm at. I think you got what you got right now. Ronald Blair is the long-term answer. Ronald Blair and Eric Armstead are quality defensive end starters in the NFL. That's quality. It's not elite like what we had with Bosa, but... D Ford, I don't know if that dude's ever going to play again, right? to be honest with you. I wouldn't be shocked if he retired tomorrow. Um, and that sucks because we could use him now more than ever. Uh, from Chent, uh, Trent, he says, John, how much stock do you put in Jimmy G's performance against such a bad team like the Jets? Uh, I wouldn't say that much. However, the fact that he had his highest statistical ranking game ever without his top two pass rushers on a bum ankle, I put a lot of credit in that. That's the NFL. I get it, it's the Jets, but hell no. What he did was freaking awesome. No Debo, no Kittle. You lose Raheem Mostert. No, that was awesome. Yeah, I get it's the Jets, but it's still the NFL. And he looked freaking awesome. Absolutely love it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, here we go from Shajay. I believe I said that right. Or Shot J. Yeah, Shot J. I said it correctly. He corrected me last episode. Um, concerned about McGlinchey. Yeah, rightfully so. And the thing about offensive tackles, when you're grading their film, you almost grade negative plays because they're out there so often. And so many plays of the offensive tackle is like, okay, yeah, he stonewalled a guy. That's great. But how many times are you going to get your quarterback hit? How many times are you going to get your running back level? And this is what's scary for McGlinchey is because his footwork is not consistent. His pad level is not consistent. We've seen he can be great. It's just not there play in and play out. And this is third year. Um, I don't think that the 49ers will give up on him or anything along those lines. I don't think that they should. He just... He's got to get to the point where he quits making so many dang mistakes. Um, just not there. Just not there. Um, yeah, and he goes on to say, uh, Shot J, he says, you know, is putting Brunskill at right tackle and McKivitz at right guard the solution? Um, yeah, I love the show, Procyden. Love it. Um, McKivitz played eight snaps and was awful week two. Uh, McKivitz isn't ready. He passed Compton. That's great. 
Still not ready to pass Brunskill, who's only played two games at right guard. Let's give him some time. He's playing. He's not playing bad. He's just not playing great, like what we saw whenever he was right tackle and left tackle last year. So I think you got to wait. The goal is you want McKivitz to be the guy at right tackle. It's it's just what you want. It's kind of what everybody needs because you've invested so much in him. Um, and so you know, I, I think that's kind of. I think that's kind of part of the deal. McGlinchey there makes the team better. He's just got to reach his potential. He hasn't done it yet, but I think he will. I really do think he will. Last question here uh, from Shot J. Also, if Verrett comes in as advertised in training camp and lines up across Mosley, do you think we'd run a lot more man and incorporate zone less? We ran a lot more man in week two. When Bosa went out, dang it. You're going to get me in my feels. When Bosa went out, we had to generate pressure through blitzing. We blitzed 12 times versus the Jets. That's more than we usually do. We pride ourselves, the 49ers, on getting pressure with four men. Well, I love it that Robert Sala changed his mind, started bringing the mic backer, blitzed Jimmy Ward, brought Chikwaski Tart, brought Quan Williams. I love that. And so whenever you blitz, you've got to change your coverage because you don't have everybody to do what you want to do for your three-deep zone. Um, and so I love that. And you're going to see that on third down. Again, if you watch the Patreon breakdown that we just did, you'll see them shift up those corners and play press man on third and short. Ah, <laughs> I freaking love it. That's what we got to do to stop that stupid out route that kicks our butt all the dang time. Um, so take that for what you will. Uh, but I'm excited. And I think that this game... We're going to find out pretty damn quick who we are. Right now we're 1-1. One one. We beat up on the Jets. But I'm telling you right now, I think I think 49ers are okay. I really, really do. And so you go beat the Jets on the road, 2-1. and one. Now we got something rolling. You know, you're building that confidence. You're proving to everybody we're okay. We're, we're going to be all right. And if you do that with a backup quarterback, your first and second string running back out, still don't have Debo banged up Kittle, lost, I mean, come on, come on. We're a four-point favorite against the damn <laughs> Giants. That's disrespectful. We made it to the Super Bowl last year because of our entire roster, not one person, not two people. We are a better team than them, and I think we're going to get an opportunity to see that. So I just want to say thank you for the support. Subscribe, leave your review. And we'll see you guys. Our next episode is going to be breaking down the giant scouting report. I got a lot of film to get through, uh, but we'll see you guys on Friday or Saturday. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.